church. If we're done now, I'm happy. And maybe we're almost done. The Lord is working. It's good to keep your mind. I, love, I like to keep your mind on the Lord, not just on the song. <laughs> if we're singing the song and are not conscious of the Lord, we might have missed something. Might have missed the point. Ever told a joke and forgot the punchline? Wow. <laughs> you're trying to remember it as you talk? It's like you ruin the whole thing by missing the point. Amen. We ruin the whole service if we don't come away conscious and aware and filled with Him. Amen. It's one of the things we come to do. Whenever we get together, we come to get a drink. Yeah? Everybody needs a drink now and then. <laughs> We're talking about drinking of God's new wine until we're all feeling fine. It's a rough and tumble world out there. Come on now, it's things, a lot of things to deal with and they're just, it's just we're ill-equipped unless we're a little bit sloshed, right? Unless we're under the influence, not of, a, of an alcoholic substance, but of the Spirit of God. We need to live under that influence, don't we? And it's so much easier when you get filled again, right? You know, this is the atmosphere to get filled in. Anybody a little more full than when you came? I tell you, I am. Hallelujah. That's where those songs come from. It comes from getting full, then they start bubbling out. Amen. That's where prophecy comes from. Remember, Revelation 19, 10, I think, says that testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So you start talking about Jesus and the spirit, of, the spirit of prophecy, the Holy Spirit, but he starts inspiring things in you. Testify about the Lord and he'll bring things to you. Right. Amen. Amen. Say, I don't know what to talk about. Talk about Jesus. Amen. I don't want to pray about. Well, pray about Jesus. <laughs> Just talk to and say, thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for me. And start going through it. That's what the Lord will hook up with. Amen. Yeah. Amen? If we, have, if, we ever, if we have a message and there's no Jesus in it, we might have had the wrong message. I'm talking about a, you know, a teaching at church or something. And there's no Jesus, well, we might have missed the point. Amen, amen, amen. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. It feels good in here. Uh, you know, the early church, they were, uh, the main thing was getting filled with the Spirit. That's how the Lord got things going in Acts chapter 2, Right? They all had to be filled with the Spirit. I like, we had our, our, a guest recently who uh, made this statement. I thought it was good. He said the, the Bible, or the New Testament, he said, or, the, you know, the epistles, the Acts, and then the epistles, the letters, he said they weren't written to Christians. You know, he paused for just a second to get it, make everyone go, what, 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 what? That, no, that's not true. You know, uh, they weren't written to Christians. He said they're written to Spirit-filled Christians. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why some of us try to make try to make those things work without the influence and the inspiration and the empowerment, right? The overflow of the Spirit of God in our lives. And we're saying, how come this isn't working like it's supposed to work? I'm young doing this verse, okay? But are you doing it with the aid, with the assistance, with the power, with the joy, with all the things that the Spirit of God brings? And if we're trying to do it, if we're trying to act on a spiritual wor word with a fleshly effort, we're, we're missing it. We're just off a little bit. 
Amen. I'm not going to get the, the full results. That's why staying full of the Spirit is so very important. Yes. Amen. Amen. You know, uh, uh, in, in the book of Acts, like I mentioned, in Acts chapter 2 and verse 4, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. There was that, that, that 120, about 120 in the upper room. Day of Pentecost, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And then uh, a couple chapters later, uh, in Acts chapter 4, what happened it was a refilling of the Spirit. So the same people who got filled, and, and others, but same people got refilled with the Spirit. And, uh, and that's something that's necessary. It's interesting to me uh, how, they, how they, the early Christians, the first Christians, the first believers, how they responded to um, adversity and opposition. A lot of, when we talk about adversity and opposition, we're not talking about like just like personal trials. We're talking about uh, they were spreading the gospel. They were on fire. They were, I mean, the, the Spirit of God was on the move. And they were being attacked by people and by people with power, right? How I many know <laughs> it's one thing when, when other people don't like, what, don't like you for what you believe. It's even worse when people in charge don't like you for what you believe. I mean, government powers and people with guns and stuff, you know, <laughs> authority. And uh, that makes things even more difficult. In their day, they would start preaching the gospel right away and thousands are getting saved. And then they start getting threatened, right? To not preach and teach in this name. And, you know, there's beatings on the line here. Uh, and, uh, and so what they, it was interesting. Here's my point. It was interesting what they did. Uh, Pastor uh, Wade mentioned at the beginning, they got with their own company. And, uh, and so they got together, but they didn't all get together and say, Lord, make them go away. Lord, you know, out of whatever, make there be peace among everybody. That wasn't their prayer. Uh, their prayer, you know what it was? They asked to be more bold. <laughs> they didn't just say, Lord, give us the wisdom so we can navigate these difficult times. <laughs> Not that there's anything ever wrong with wisdom, what? But they prayed, we're being attacked, Lord. They're threatening our lives. They're coming against us. We need more boldness so we don't back down. I like it. I think they had something there. Lord, just deliver us from these people. No, give us boldness to confront them. Give us boldness so that when they're threatening us, we're just going to get louder and not quieter. You guys, we might live in that day now where there's more opposition to the, to the Lord and opposition to the gospel and, and to the people of God. What are, we, what are we praying for, though? Lord, keep us safe from all the bad people. I think we ought to follow the pattern. Not that we don't want to be safe from people. I don't want to get harmed. I don't want, yeah, it's not like I'm desiring that. But with the greater need, Lord, fill us all with boldness. You know what boldness is? You could say fearlessness. Unafraid. No timidity. We're not, we're not backing down. We're not unwise and, you know, like annoying. You know, I'm not talking about just being pushy. That's not boldness. It's just being confident in God's word, confident in what we're supposed to do. Yeah. So how many know? Well, just, just, let's just read it real quick. Acts chapter 4. 
That way I can say it just right. Acts Quattro. I'm just showing off. <laughs> Verse 23, and being let go, see, after they were, you know, threatened and so forth, being let go, went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God. How many know they didn't whisper to God? Well, I like, I think we should pray quiet. No, pray like they did in the Bible. They raised their voice, right? Has anyone ever raised their voice? Anyone ever had a parent raise their voice to you? (laughs) Parents, have you ever raised your voice? You know what that means. When you raise your voice, you get louder. Okay, just so we're clear. Uh, they, they, They raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God. Now, I doubt they were doing a, everybody say it after me. Lord, Lord, you, you are our God. I mean, they could have done that, I guess, but I think they're all, the gist is the gist of what they're all saying. It probably sounded like a roar, like it does in here when we're all worshiping God at the same time, but we're not singing a song. We're just all praising God. We're all saying similar things, right? Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, who by the mouth of your servant David have said, why did the heathen, why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed both, uh, anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now, Lord, look on their threats and stop them from attacking us. No. And grant to your servants that we won't be intimidated by it. Now, that's my words, obviously. You see that. That with all boldness they may speak your word. By stretching out your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders would be done through the name of your, of your holy servant, Jesus. Now think about that prayer. I think that's logical prayer. That is something that could produce what they were desiring. What were they desiring? They said, we don't want to be wimps. We're being threatened, and the threats are real, and no one wants to get their back filleted, right? With the whips, with the torch. Now, no one wants to get thrown in prison. That's very real. These are real threats, okay? And their prayer is, Lord, if you don't help us, they might scare us. They might get us to back down a little bit. We don't want to do that. We don't want to be weak. We want to be strong in the face of opposition. So give us boldness. And we think this. Now, let me just hear my paraphrase. We think that if we were endued with mighty signs, wonders, and miracles, that we would be more bold. Now, I I can concur with that. You know, if I'm being intimidated or threatened to back down, and yet I see a guy who's blind, and your blind eyes are open. And the crippled man walks. 
and the, and the deaf person hears. I think I'm getting more bold, right, when those things are happening. But the response to me has always stood out. They prayed, give us boldness, great prayer. Do it, Lord, by stretching out your hand and healing. Now, how many know, we know this, you know this around here, for the Lord to stretch out his hand to heal, it requires that we stretch our hands out to heal. Because the Lord does, is not doing these things independent of his body. God stretching his hands to heal means your hand makes contact with someone's body. Yeah. And it goes on to say then in verse 31, and when they had prayed, this is what Pastor Wade mentioned earlier, uh, that the place where they were assembled together was shaken and, and the place was shaken and mighty signs and wonders happened. No, that's what they wanted. Give us boldness by doing these signs and wonders. Place where they were praying was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God with boldness. So what produced the book? Because there's no miracles yet other than, you know, a house shaking is kind of cool. <laughs> what produced the boldness? Not the miracles, but the infilling or refilling of the Holy Spirit. So their boldness came not from the miracle out here, but from it was inwardly motivated. In other words, if I want to be more bold, and I do, I think this is a good prayer for me, for you, for all of us to pray. We can ask for boldness. All right? Here's, the, here's how the Lord gives it to us. He fills us with his spirit again. They said, Lord, we don't want to back down to this opposition. We don't want to be intimidated by those telling us to shut up. So, Lord, give us boldness, and the Spirit of God refills everybody. What happens when you say, well, did, shouldn't they speak in tongues? Well, they already did that. They probably did that, too. That's why it doesn't mention it here. Acts chapter 2 and verse 4 said they spoke in tongues. So they were already tongue talkers, right? What they got here is they were filled, and then they spoke the Word of God with boldness. Amen. You want to speak the Word of God with boldness? Say, Lord, fill me with your Spirit again. And to, to what Pastor Mickey was exhorting earlier through so songs, songs and hymns and spiritual songs. Remember Ephesians 5.18. That's one of the ways we get Spirit filled. We yield to the Spirit inside of us and worship Him. I was talking about a refilling there. Yeah? And they spoke the Word of God with boldness. That's what they asked. And they got it. Do you know what happened after that? You, you, you can, you can read, read the rest of that. Signs and wonders and miracles. They were thinking, give us, give us boldness by giving us signs and wonders and miracles and, and that, that will be the method that we get that. And the, they, so, but the Lord turned that around on them. He said, no, I'm, I'm going to give you boldness by filling you with the Spirit. When you're filled with the Spirit, you're going to speak boldly and that's going to produce the signs, wonders, and miracles. So do we get bold because of the miracles? I think we get bold because of the infilling of the Spirit, which produces bold speech, bold speaking, bold proclamation of God's Word is what produces miracles. Amen. It works, it works in us personally. If you're attacked with something in your life, 
I mean, it's obviously the devil because it's not life, it's not abundance, it's not peace and joy. It's, it's, it's the opposite of that. So it's, so it's not God, it's the devil. Uh, does it make any difference if you speak against it or resist it boldly or timidly? If you've done this before, if you've been around the block before, you know, you need to sometimes have a little mm in your faith. It's con called conviction. It's, I'm not going to back down, give up. I'm not going to be weak and intimidated. I am going to speak the word of the Lord and the devil's going to flee. This disease is leaving my body. It dies today. Come on. This problem, this financial attack, it's leaving me. When you, when you speak against attacks in your own life with boldness, it makes a huge difference, right? It also is how you, how you and I produce miracles when we're ministering to others. I have, I have discovered this and in large part when I'm speaking to someone one-on-one, -on -one, I'm looking them in the eye, I'm gauging where they are, they have a need, I have the answer from the Lord. And I'm seeing what they believe and I'm seeing how they respond to what I say. But I know this, and I've seen this work many times, is that when, I, when they can see in me that I believe what I'm saying, they start believing it too. Even if they don't even know these things or partially know, but, but they see in my eyes, I'm not backing down. It's kind of like, you ever seen those uh, you know, boxers or fighters and they get ready for their weigh-in and then they do their, their pose? You know, and they're, and they get, or they get up and, you know, in, in each other's face like that. And they're like trying to intimidate the other person. Seen that? Yes. Know what I'm talking about? Yes. Right. Why are they doing that? They're, again, I think they're trying to be intimidating. They're trying to put fear into the other person. But when we know what we have and we know what we can do, and when we face these things and we just get up there and. Doesn't have to, we don't have to be mean, mean face to do it. We can smile because <laughs> we're not angry people, but, uh, but we're serious about this and I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to come up empty. I'm coming out of here with a victory. And if I'm helping someone else, bless God, you are coming out of here with a victory. You are leaving here with the answer. You are leaving here with your healing. That devil is on the run. And when you know what you have and you know what you can do and you, you know the God who backs you up, you have reason to be bold. Amen. Amen. But again, when we are that way, that's the method that brings miraculous works of God on the scene. Not just talking grabbing some statement out of the blue, putting God to a test of you know, some kind. Uh, I'm talking about taking the Word of God, the name of Jesus, and saying, bless God, this is, this is the way this is going to go down. Amen? Amen. When, when, when Paul wrote to the Ephesians, and he talked about the armor of God in Ephesians 6, and then he talked about prayer, praying all kinds of prayer, and, and then he said, pray for me. He told him, pray for me. You know what he asked for? Well, my back's been hurting a little bit. <laughs> No, it wasn't, it wasn't personal like that. What he asked, he said, pray for me that with all boldness. He said, grant unto me utterance. Utterance. That, that's the words. Pray that the Lord would give me the words to say. So I can speak boldly and make known the mystery of the gospel. And he was in prison. And he, then he talked about his chains. So he's not saying, 
His main prayer isn't, get me out of here. His main prayer is, again, don't let my surroundings make me wimpy. Don't let what anyone has done to me make me timid or back off in any way. Because that was the persecution they were dealing with in the middle of it. See, we're praying, Lord, don't let me have any negatives at all. They're saying, Lord, just make, make, make sure I stay bold. And I'm writing for, I got a prayer request. You know, we get prayer requests. We're happy to have prayer requests for whatever the need is. But I don't get a whole lot of prayer requests that say, Pastor, just pray for me. I need to be more bold at work. I need to be more bold. Now I'm probably going to get flooded with them. But <laughs> we've got 400 prayer requests in this morning. Everybody's asking for boldness. Well, that's a good thing. We might do a group prayer over that one. <laughs> but that's right. It's biblical. Amen? Amen? To seek out that we would be bold like never before. Amen, amen. amen. We don't have to do the work, the heavy lifting, because the Lord gave us the victory. He's the one who bought our, purchased our redemption. Amen? Our part is carry the message. Be the... Uh, be the enforcers of that victory. And so be bold. Be bold in your own life. Be bold towards others. Look people in the eye that you meet and say, God wants to do something in your life. He wants to show himself strong to you. If you see someone who's got a sickness and disease, look them right in the eye and say, the Lord is your healer. He's your healer today. Amen. Amen. I, let me tell, tell you one story. If you've read my book, it's the preface in the book. Uh, my book on healing. It's the, the preface I tell this story. Because, you know, the editor said I should say something personal. <laughs> so I put that story in there about uh, uh, when I met that lady in the gym at Wesley's basketball game in, in high school. And she's sitting right there. And Amy's sitting over here. But it's halftime. And she starts talking to me. And... Uh, and just start for, you know, out of the blue, just starts telling me about her, what was the disease? Lyme disease. Lyme disease. And she's telling me, I can't visually see this, but she tells me she's in pain right there and constantly, constantly in pain. Maybe some of you know something about that, that, that disease. And uh, as I'm talking to her, coming to find out she's a, she's a Christian, uh, but I'm talking to her more. I just first said, I said, well, you can be healed of this. And it was like, you know, yeah, yeah, you know. It, as she was saying, yeah, as that would be nice. Or I realized that's a possibility or like a, a dream come true. Or, you know, it was that kind of yeah. And I said, and I could see that. It wasn't faith. I said, no, before you leave the gym today. So she's listening. I think this was a God appointment. Uh, and I started talking to her then about how Moses, when the snakes came into Israel, when the, Israel was in the wilderness and the, the serpents were coming in, biting people and they're dying, and then the Lord, and Moses prayed, and the Lord said, put the serpent on the pole, the bronze serpent on the pole, and, he, and, and whenever people look at it, they'll be healed, and it really meant a fix your gaze on it, stare at that thing. And there's a whole teaching, I don't want to go into that. Jesus referenced it in John 3 and said, that was me. So Jesus, on, that serpent on the pole was Jesus on the cross. 
And I just started talking to her about that and about fixing her gaze on, on Jesus. And when you do, your body be healed. And she didn't know anything, but she'd never heard that story. So she was a Christian, but didn't know a whole lot. Uh, and as I'm, as I'm just talking to her about that, uh, she interrupts me and she says, while you're saying this, while you're talking right now, all of the pain is going out of me through my legs. Like it, like bathtub again, right? It's like you pulled, she didn't use this illustration, this is the way I think though. Like you pull the plug on the, and the, it drains out. She said, it's going out of me. It was very specific. She could feel it, go, it leaving her through her legs. And she was healed. And then there's more to that story. Uh, but she stayed healed. Because the other part of the story is I saw her a few days later. And she was, woohoo! Uh, and she was, I, I drove. I worked in the garden. All these things she couldn't do. So she couldn't even drive a car. Because the pain was... The reason I'm telling you, I think why, the, why that story comes up to me now, is, uh, is, is the bold factor. Not, I didn't say, well, you know, I'll be praying for you. <laughs> well, we just, just trust the Lord. No, it was, it was having enough boldness to say, not only can you, but it'll happen today before you leave the gym. So you, you put an end on it. I didn't know it was going to happen just like that. I thought I would end up saying, all right, ready? You know, she's sitting here. I'm going to lay my hands on you now. And, you know, and there would have been nothing wrong with that, but I, I never had to do that. In fact, when I saw her a few days later, because it was a tournament, that's why we saw her again. Uh, and, and it was in the where you pay going in. And she was telling me this stuff. And then she said something about, well, keep praying for me. And I said, <laughs> I got right in her, in her, in her grill. <laughs> I said, I'm not going to keep praying for you. Think about this now. I never prayed for you the first time. And that might have been why it happened that way. The Lord helped me to teach her something. I'm going to keep praying for you. This is already done. You know that. Don't think that way. That's how religion thinks. Wants to, wants to grab the problem back. Yeah, but you know, it might still be there and I might still need more prayer. Oh, no. It already left you. I never prayed for you to begin with. I'm not going to keep praying for you. You just walk this out. You're living in it. And when I said that, I never prayed for you the first time. She said, I know, I don't get that. <laughs> I partly th was thinking, I don't get that either. <laughs> I don't know why it happened that way. I wish it would always happen that way. <laughs> but, it, uh, but it did happen that way. So, amen. Why don't we stand up? <laughs> I want to encourage everybody to be bold, at, not just with your, in your own life, but be confident in God and, and speak this way to people.